Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. (laughs) What's up, you guys? (laughs) Uh, Sean Ross, managing editor. Inside joke. Inside joke. (laughs) <laughs> it is the listen your boy number 107 okay don't be ridiculous it is january I, I don't know what day it is and i don't want to look down 23rd the 23rd you know what you know what today is sean uh no what today is the 35th anniversary oh, God, I know. 35th anniversary of hulk hogan defeating the iron sheik for the wwf title who needs a mute button all you need to do is talk about that and i'll, I'll not say shit you know what? I know how you feel about him today, but the fact of the matter is, if not for that match and if not for Hulkamania, maybe we would not be sitting here talking for wrestling today. Yeah, we'd be talking Dino Bravo Mania or something. Uh, <laughs> he would have been exactly the guy to uh, to take yes. that spot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So isn't that something? <laughs> Say your prayers and smoke your smuggled cigarettes. Uh, that's a, that's yeah. I don't think these guys know the story of Dino Bravo. They I don't. don't think they know. Nope. He was he was he was part, involved with the contraband ring in Montreal and he got murdered. He was shot like a dozen times. Is he a wrestler? He was he was. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He is no longer. He is no longer. He is no longer. No. So uh, you heard the Sanjay Dutt story. I did hear the Sanjay Dutt. What did you think of that? Let me tell you, man. So if anybody didn't hear, Sanjay Dutt was on a United Airlines plane on the tarmac in uh, Labrador, Canada, which is uh, part of Newfoundland. It's uh, on the east coast of Canada. Sixteen hours, man. He was stuck on the tarmac. Let me tell you, if that was me with two little kids, 
and I'm on the tarmac for more than maybe two, three hours, I'm getting off the plane. And I don't care what they say about, oh, there's no customs officers working overnight. I'm getting off the plane, Sean. If I'm on, if I'm sitting on the tarmac with two kids. What kind of credit do you think he got for that? They probably didn't give him his money back. United is shit. Probably, yeah. uh, probably, hey, here's a, here's a $10 Cheetos coupon. And, uh, only, you know. only good for Cheetos. Yeah, only good for Cheetos. <laughs> and probably only like the crunchy ones. You can't get the regular ones. Well, know? those are the best kind. Well, I guess it depends on, I guess it depends on who you're asking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that story is wild, man. I, felt- I found, you know what I found interesting about that? So I showed Sean a link to, to that story that the Associated Press did. So this was like a mainstream news story. And who do they interview on the plane? Of all people, they interview professional wrestler Sanjay Dutt. For the associated get those press clacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They showed us his Twitter and everything. Yeah. So good for Sanjay Dutt. I want to start today by talking about uh, TJ Dillashaw. Okay. And I know, again, people are going to say this is an MMA podcast. It's a pro wrestling podcast. And I've said this before. Whenever I have a story that I think our wrestling uh, listeners will enjoy, or not necessarily enjoy, but find interesting, I want to talk about it. So I want to talk about this TJ Dillashaw thing because I thought it was interesting. This is a tragedy waiting to happen, Sean. And that's that's why I want to talk about it. So uh, anybody that doesn't know who TJ Dillashaw is, he's the Bantamweight champion in the UFC, which is the 135-pound division, right? For the last, what, Sean, maybe a year, they've coined this term champ champ in the UFC. Champ champ. And what that means is when a guy wins a title in two different divisions, two different weight divisions. Conor McGregor was the first guy that did it. Daniel Cormier uh, won the light heavyweight title and the heavyweight title. Most recently, Amanda Nunes, she was the one that knocked off Ronda Rousey at 135. She just beat Chris Cyborg at 145. So now these three are champ champ, right? According to the stupid term that they that they coined. Yes. So last weekend, TJ Dillashaw wanted to join that group. And so he fought a guy named Henry Cejudo for the flyweight title, which is the 100... recruited by WWE. There you go. There you go. Who's the 125-pound champion. TJ Dillashaw has to cut to make 135, which is his regular division, let alone 125. Uh, ESPN uh, released an article prior to the fight about TJ's weight cut. And a couple of photos were included in that article, and I want to show them. Melissa's got them. Put the first one up. Does that he know? I don't care. Whichever. There's TJ Dillashaw when he was sitting in the sauna uh, trying to cut water weight to get to 125. Look at him. Look at his face, Sean. Put up, put up the other photo. There's the other photo of him. Look at him, Sean, when he was trying to cut to 125. This is a tragedy waiting to happen, Sean. As it's a tragedy a- waiting to happen. As it turns out, Jimmy, dra- draining all the cerebrospinal fluid out of your brain <laughs> is not a great idea. He was beaten in uh, about 32 seconds. 32 seconds by Henry Cejudo protesting yeah. the stoppage. Yeah, I thought the stoppage was just fine. I thought it was okay. So, I, so I, I realized there was a little bit of controversy with it. But the way I look at it is, if they had have continued it, the the end result would have been the same. Because if they had have continued it, he would have taken a few more shots. And then, and then it would have been over. The fact of the matter is, so TJ Dillashaw went into that fight as the favorite, right? Weird got knocked, thing, yeah. got knocked out in 32 seconds. Are you going to tell me that that weight cut had absolutely no impact? Had plenty to do with it. It absolutely did. It we, absolutely did. And uh, I'm telling you, the UFC now, man, they're 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 a, a billion dollar entity. They have the new deal with ESPN. This is a tragedy waiting to happen. All it takes is one fighter that, God forbid, passes away because of these drastic weight cuts, this will be major negative PR 
for the UFC. And, and we've seen it a lot less. Like Robert Whitaker is the 185-pound champion right now. Right. He was, in a lot of ways, a failed 170-pounder. Right. We've seen Conor McGregor move up. Max Holloway's talked about moving up. I like Kyler's comment in the live chat. He said, Henry Cejudo, once recruited by WWE, now recruited by Nikki Bella. Yeah. What is this love note they're passing back and forth to each other like they're in elementary school? I via don't Ariel care. It's, 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 it's Nikki, so weird. Nikki Bella's doing it for fucking PR and social media oh, yeah. follow. I don't give a shit. Whatever. It really translated. That's because, good, uh, good for her. Good for her. Bella's got like the lowest viewership ever. That's because they're not interesting. All right. Brie is, I will say this, Brie is kind of interesting to me because now that she's a mom, she posts like these recipes and stuff. <laughs> and my wife and I, every now and then, will like, my wife will be like, hey, Brie Bella put up this recipe for whatever. And sometimes it's interesting stuff. So that makes Brie Bella interesting. Nikki Bella's not interesting. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I mean, it's just all the same shit. Put up that first photo of TJ Dillashaw again, the one when he's sitting in the sauna, because I don't care about Nikki Bella. I want to talk like about. He needs some recipes. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, just look at his eyes, Sean, in that photo. Tell me that that's healthy, man. It's not. I, look I, at look at the eyes on T.J. Dillashaw, and he did an interview. And of course, he's going to say what he said. He did an interview, and he said, "Oh, this weight cut was easier than my usual cuts to one thirty-five." Of course, he's going to say that. He, right? he does have the benefit of of experts and stuff like that. But I can tell you, man, per, personal experience from weight cutting, it can do bad things. He almost shut down my kidneys. Uh, doing it years ago, trying to make 149.9. That happened to Daniel Cormier, did it not, in the, when yeah. he was in wrestling? And yeah. Chris, Chris Cyborg, there was a video of Chris Cyborg maybe a year ago. She was, she collapsed on the floor and she was, she was bawling because oh, yeah. trying to make her weight cut. It's, we, we've heard of situations with amateur wrestlers that passed in college because they were in plastic suits and stuff like that. It has not yet happened to a fighter in the UFC. It will happen eventually if they don't, if they don't curtail yeah. this. And when I saw those photos of TJ Dillashaw, especially when he went into the cage and lost in 32 seconds, I thought they got to get a better grip on this man. There will always be those people who try to get as small as possible for a competitive advantage. But I can tell you, man, I feel way better when I wrestle at welterweight or middleweight than I did when I tried to make 149.9 pounds. Sure. It, just, it, it just it kills you. It kills Look at Rumble Johnson. Yeah, he was better in the in the light heavyweight. Yep. You know, he was he light heavyweight? Yeah, he was light heavyweight. Be a heavyweight if he comes back. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen some pictures. Some shit. So let me ask you this, man. So the revival a week ago asked for their release. Sean Ross Sapp is very careful to say all I heard was the company thinks they're leaving or whatever. Uh, you didn't Once report they, they wanted to leave. Yes. That they wanted to leave. Okay, fine. So so others came out and said, okay, they asked for their release. I think one of them started following you on Twitter, whatever, and. Uh, this week, Raw features not only a title match with the Revival, but also features Heavy Machinery, who a week ago, Otis was looking like one of the Bushwhackers out there getting ready to lick Alexa Bliss's face. Now, all of a sudden, one week later, they're in a profile match, like kind of like a feature match to make them look good. Uh, coincidence, Sean? To be what fair, do you think? To be fair, they did do the Bushwhackers walk during that match you also had the Singh brothers and Jinder Mahal against Lucha House Party which is kind of a way to, to do that you had Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins get back together formed. I think that there were major I don't want to say major there were strides taken in this tag team division yep. the thing is the talent has never been lacking it's been yes. the booking and yes. it's been the consistency and and that's that's the thing anytime there has ever been any significant juice given to the tag team division, it succeeded. 
Yeah. Anytime. I mean, I still fondly remember the 80s. I'm the old school guy, right? But I still fondly remember the 80s when the Hart Foundation were like, really, not only were they good, but they were really profiled on television. The British Bulldogs, Valentine and Beefcake. Like, that was a fun time to be a wrestling fan in terms of the quality of the tag team division. They used to do the Survivor Series five teams against five teams because they had so many teams that they could do it. Yeah. They have plenty of teams to, to do it now. They just, like you said, they don't profile them, you know. And it's too bad that it took one of the teams asking for the release in order for somebody to say, oh, shit, maybe we need to actually focus on these guys a little bit. And you know? don't know if you saw my video that I put clearing up because I said what I said. WWE was fearful that they were leaving. That's from people in WWE. Right. And I had the people that were like, oh, no, they're not. They're not afraid of anything. And I'm like, yeah, is that why – as soon as Ring of Honor announced MSG, they were like, "Oh, Matt, Matt Riddle, please, you all, you can come over here now. We know that we've had you on ice for a year and a half, two years. Mm. Oh, is that why when Mike Kanellis went to ask for his release, they were like, "Oh, I don't think so. What is Mike Kanellis doing these days? Well, he ain't on the road this week. You know what? Let's talk. I was so Let's that was talk about. It. I'm ready. So on the on the list of Jimmy Van right here, <laughs> I had Mike and Maria Kanellis on here. And I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that because, like you just kind of said, he has gotten more press over his alleged request for a release than he had it, as it, a it, member it, of the talent roster. It ain't alleged. He asked. Okay, fine. But he, but he, but he's gotten more press over that. Uh, and it came out that they're off the live events and they had a network special that's been yanked. So does that mean they're done? I don't know if that means they're done. I know there's okay. heat on them right now. Because and is it, had, is it because Maria denied it publicly? Is that why? Yes, that, that is a reason. Among other reasons, I had uh, a wrestler who I will tell you about during our during our break who contacted me immediately. <clears> and <throat> like when, when she tried to shoot down Ryan Satin's story, Ryan Satin's not in the habit of making shit up. Whether mm-hmm. you like the guy or not, he's just not in the habit of that. And I don't know why, why these people in this landscape we're in where everything's got to be fake fucking news immediately mm-hmm. think there's any longevity in reporting fake stuff like that mm-hmm. there's it, it's easily shot down but the thing is maria was playing semantics and saying i didn't ask for my release well that's neat mike asked for it right and that was uh, reaffirmed by several wwe wrestlers and ryan stumbled upon the news trying to confirm the revival thing mm-hmm. somebody said oh, i don't know but mike mike sure did mm-hmm I heard that. I asked. Bam! Immediately confirmed. And I'm like, "All right, okay." I mean, and if he, they're off live events, they must be on their way out. He was even joking. He had a meeting with Triple H. He was off TV or not at TV one week, and people were asking him what's going on. He's like, "God needed some me time. Needed some time off." And he was back the next week. Met with Triple H for a long time. And when he came out, he even kind of joked, ah, "I guess I'll be around for a while. I guess mm. I'm around for a few weeks." Ha <laughs> ha, type of thing. People just thought he was joking about it, like. Had a meeting with Triple H. I didn't get fired, LOL. But when when she came out and said that, I had several wrestlers that were not happy about that because he had openly discussed asking for his release backstage. And almost came out like she was covering her own ass. Sorry. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people said, well, maybe he didn't ask for her release. Maybe yeah. he didn't tell her. And I was like, this happened weeks ago. If he didn't tell his wife that he asked for his release from a company that they are both working for, I mean, draw your own conclusions for that, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know what? No, With all due respect to them, no loss. 
Let them go work yeah. in. Let them go work in AEW if they want. No big. Well, loss. I think Ring of Honor is more of a thing. But that was that was my point. Was mm. people say, "Oh, WWE's not fearful of losing anybody." They, it is amazing to me that anybody can look at the patterns of Vince McMahon for any mm-hmm. extended period of time and act like he does not care about the competition. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the competition may be. Man, you're making me go off my uh, my list order here, Sean, because if I had that covered in here too. Signed Chris Jericho, Vince McMahon would be trying to sign Fortnite personalities. So <laughs> let me <laughs> let me ask you this then, along the same topic. Dave Meltzer reported that WWE has told people that if you can show them on paper an offer from another wrestling company, WWE will beat it and they might even double it on the spot, provided that you sign immediately. Have you heard about that? Is that true? Would be shocked if they doubled it. Unless it was. I was going to say, I was going to, because, because let me tell you something, like whenever I put my employer hat on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If someone comes to me and says, uh, this other company's offered me this, I'm not going to double it. What kind of precedence are you setting? You know no, I mean, I mean, what are you telling? What are you telling your your locker room if you're WWE? Which everything is so public. If you're WWE and a talent, you know, goes to you and says, "Well, I have this offer from me. Oh, I'll double it. Stick around." Let me just say, horrible precedent. I think that's a great idea, Jimmy. That if somebody were to offer me something, that you double it. I think that is brilliant business. Oh, brilliant business! Brilliant business. Couldn't couldn't be smarter. Okay, so you are a very successful businessman. That's that's why you why you lend a lot of credibility to this type of discussion. We have had that talk before. You matched it. You weren't like, hell, let me double it, triple it, even. <laughs> very no. facetious, sarcastic, like, oh no, please don't go, type of thing. Like, why? No. Why? Would I don't think I ever said to you, oh no, please don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's it's, when I hear double, I'm thinking, well, maybe if it's an entry level NXT guy, yes, and it's the difference between like, I don't know, them making five hundred a week, five hundred a week, and a thousand a week. Exactly. Maybe that because I've heard nothing of double offers. I'm not trying to shit on what Meltzer wrote. I don't know. Maybe he's talked to somebody that was offered quote unquote double. It's possible. there, There are a lot of moving parts in there maybe they were offered double but no cut of merch no cut of this no cut of that maybe double the downside guarantee especially um, with the whole I, network thing now right the network yeah. thing throws a wrench into into contracts so yes kind of makes sense too i don't know man i mean again if, if if they have done that or if that's something they are considering you're going to alienate that talent like that talent's going to come into your locker room and guys that have been there for five years making half what you're making Especially yeah. if your notoriety is no greater than theirs, you're going to alienate that talent. You've got to. I'm all about, and Melissa knows. I'm all about don't set precedents. Like you've got to worry about not one person. You got to worry about. In Vincent Man's case, what 200 people, Sean? Yeah, we, like, we had that discussion this week about about an aspect of, of our business. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I see. I see what you mean. And once you do set that precedent, it's hard to go back. Look, look at Vincent Man for a long time. He didn't want guaranteed contracts. That's right. But because WCW was doing it, he had to up the ante and uh, had to offer it. Did you see Joey Janela upping the ante in his offer to Dolph Ziggler? No. So so I haven't heard anything about Joey Janela, so I did hear the Ziggler thing. It was uh, PW Insider, I think, that reported that Ziggler was offered a producer position with WWE. Turned it down. Yeah, right? well. Is that part of the Janela story? Janela said, well, I can't offer you that, but you can bang my aunt. That's what I call 
upping the ante. Get it? You are a fucking Vince McMahon right now. Because this is the kind of stuff that he would find hilarious. Good shit, pal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Woo. Have you heard anything about the Ziggler story? Not really. No? Anytime, okay. to be honest with you, anytime I hear Dolph Ziggler's contract is, I'm like, ah, that train's never late. But the producer story, have you never heard, heard about that? I'm sure he is. They're, they're bringing in a lot of new producers. Some of the referees are being given like timing jobs and production jobs and stuff like that. They've, they've got, yeah. they've got so many damn shows. Yeah. They, there've been a few people that have been offered. Ziggler's another guy. If I'm, I realize Triple H is more involved now in the day to day. If I'm Triple H or if I'm Vince McMahon, I'd let him go if he wants to go. I mean, they don't, they don't have any plans for him. He's probably makes a decent living. He's 39 years old this year. Yeah. If you, if you want to go where somewhere else, go. Yeah, that's, he's, that's how he's I been in WWE for 13, 14 years now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my God, he is a multimillionaire by this point. Uh, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. What kind of money do you think he's not making? Uh, 14 years on no, the main but, roster between Spirit Squad, the, the caddy gimmick. and But see, what you forget sometimes is their expenses. They have a lot of expenses. Sure. So he's not clearing a million a year, I don't think. I'm probably not clearing a million a year. No. But I, mean, I, I don't I mean, know. I don't know. I mean, he does do the comedy stuff, and he did like, didn't he do like a Marine or something? He did one of the movies? Yeah. Uh, he does the comedy stuff. He probably pulls in maybe a couple grand a shot for that. I don't, I don't think he's exactly sitting on a, sitting on a, you know, Scrooge McDuck vault or anything. Man, I wish I was getting paid a couple grand a shot for those hilarious jokes I'm making on this podcast. Oh boy, would that be valuable. It would podcast. be. I should isolate that into a clip. Look at this. Look at my <laughs> hair. It's all, it's a mess. I got to brush it right now, Jim. Oh, now you're brushing it on the air. I, I was chirping him because he's brushing it off the air earlier. Really nice hair. What, what can I say? You almost got feathers going on on the side there. Yeah, I know, man. It's still a process. It's still a process. <laughs> I'll tell you what a process is, Triple H and NXT. And I happened to speak to Triple H today on the media call. It's on my Twitter. It's on our YouTube. And I'll be bringing it to you guys live on my Twitter uh, Saturday night after NXT TakeOver Phoenix. But I asked him about some of the new, or not new moves, like the Canadian Destroyers we're seeing, which I have some more insight on, and The Rock's daughter, Simone Johnson. Take a listen. Seeing photographs, videos of The Rock's daughter, Simone Johnson, training at the Performance Center here and there. Can you give us any insight on that, how it came about, and maybe The Rock's reaction to that happening? And we're going to see more of her in the future. Yeah, look, I think if you want to know about The Rock's daughter, best person to ask would be The Rock. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I think she probably, uh, well, I know, has the the bug of the business. She has caught the love of it from her father. I think that, you know, even if you were to ask The Rock, there's nothing like that. That electricity, not to sound cliched for him, but the, the connection that he has with people and all of that. And, and I think it, it all stems from his time in WWE and his, and you know, his love of that is evident every time he's around it. I think she sees that as well. And of course, Ada and, you know, it's, it's in her blood. And um, I think that if it's something she wants to pursue, I know that he is big like I am on, you know, educate, continuing education and taking the right steps and doing everything the right way. Um, 
and I know that he believes that it's a wonderful business that I think he would be, well, I know he, he'd be proud to have her be a part of. So I, the question about, will you see her more in the future? I, I think it would be hard not to see her in the future. We've also seen uh, some things, uh, quite frankly, some Canadian destroyers on NXT and WWE programming that maybe you wouldn't have seen a few years ago. Where is the line drawn on things like that where there are techniques that we didn't see? And is there anything that you see where you maybe go to talent and say, oh, scale it back, try this different? Uh, we're not quite ready for that yet. I think it all just comes down to safety, talent safety. And, um, you know, as, as talent are doing things or, or talent that we know can do things safely and, you know, look, I, I look online sometimes and, and see a plethora of kids that have no training or knowing what they're doing and in a wrestling ring in some little town somewhere doing a flip and landing on their head or whatever. And, and the danger level, it's high. And we're looking out for the long-term health of the town. So it all comes down to things that can be performed and performed safely. And if we feel like there's a risk of it not being performed safely, then we're not going to allow it to happen. Um, we're not going to allow it to be done um, for their own well-being because, you know, it's they're, they're thoroughbred horses. They'll run themselves into the ground, and we have to protect them from that. And and um, what we do is dangerous, and it's a, a very physical business. Injury rate, it's just a given. You're, if you're not going to do this for a living and not get injured at some point in time. You assume that risk coming in, but the, you, you need to be able to manage it, and we need to be able to ones to manage it for you and with you. So it just comes down to the talent and knowing the things that they can do safely and having that belief in them that they can do it safely, um, not taking away the risk totally, but knowing that it, it the, the chances are it'll be done safely and properly. So when I asked about Canadian destroyers to Triple H, this is because I had seen Matt Riddle and Punishment Martinez do one on an NXT, NXT live event. We've seen three of them from Rey Mysterio. Mm -hmm. I had somebody, when they heard that on the call, message me and say, oh, no, that's not allowed in NXT, and the coaches made sure to tell Matt and Punishment Martinez after they did it. Really? Which... The fact that that happened, I mean, they did a Canadian Destroyer at an NXT Live event, and Triple H was still there talking all this sugar about Matt Riddle. He was over the moon about him on this mm -hmm. this call. That says a lot. He mm -hmm. really spoke to Matt's charisma and uh, said a lot of nice things. And You know what's funny about that? Sorry to cut you off. What's funny about that is that when you look at their personalities, I bet you Hunter and Matt Riddle hardly ever talk aside from hello. Well, and when Matt so different everything that Triple H says, there's that too. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But you just, because you know Hunter is like, he doesn't drink, he doesn't do drugs, he doesn't smoke, nothing, right? Yeah. And, and Riddle is the big pothead guy. Those guys really don't have anything in common aside from pro wrestling. Did you see the, uh, in a, or the NXT Performance Center YouTube where they like met each other and Matt yes. is wearing flip-flops with yes. his suit? Yes. <laughs> and Triple H is like... He's like, hey man, how are you? Thanks for thanks for being here. That, that was, was about that, it. That is him really stick. That is Matt Riddle. It a lot is of Matt Riddle. Tell me, oh, the gimmick, the gimmick. I'm like, that ain't a gimmick. That's really him. But I will say this because I had to negotiate our little podcast that we did with him. Yeah. He was all business, man. Yes. Like when, when he when he called me to talk about that stuff. So oh, wow. a lot of people. Oh yeah, he he wanted a contract and everything. 
a lot of the people seem to think like the accent indicates that he's not all there or something. No, he's a very smart oh, guy. Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. He is. Very, very smart. So yeah. uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to a guy in the chat named Judgment for putting over the DuckTales theme. <laughs> because when I was a kid, DuckTales, that was one of the greatest oh, yeah. cartoon themes, man. It was. I still remember it. So that was awesome. I want to I wanna mention one other thing about that Triple H call. Uh, he was asked about AEW, and he kind of downplayed it, which, of course, he's going to do anyway. And what he said was, quote, when you're a content provider, you compete against everything, including sleep. Uh, and I wanted to bring this up again because I brought this up before. For him to say when you're a content provider, right, what does that say to the guys working 200-plus days a year doing live events, three, four a week per brand? What does that say to those guys when you say we're a content provider? Well, he also said they're putting on 530 live events this year, which is insane. Isn't that kind of contradictory? We'll circle back to what I said earlier. WDB is in competition with Fortnite, even. They want those kids that are playing that game right. to watch their show. Netflix has said that. Their right. main competition isn't Amazon or, or Hulu or anything like that. Yep. It's what people are putting their eyeballs on on any given day. And yep. right now, it's stuff like that. This yeah. is why people are cutting the cord. Like the, the younger generation does not subscribe to cable. So if WWE can find a way to penetrate that market, whether it be AEW, whether it be Netflix, whether it be Fortnite, they're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's why they, they try to snatch up that kind of talent. That's why we see crossover stuff. That's why we see celebrities yeah. on their show. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not an award show guy. Uh, I hate award shows. I'm not going to rant about it, but I hate award shows. But I did find it very interesting when I read that the Oscars, there was a nomination for, like, Best Picture, and it was a Netflix movie. Yeah. I think that was the first time ever. And I heard that, and I thought, man, it's, everything is shifting. You, you know what I mean? One Oscar-nominated movie. Like, I don't even know what's nominated. I just heard that Netflix got a nomination. Which movies these Netflix? days? Movies are just straight-up trash these days. Give me I saw Glass. Have you seen Glass? I haven't seen it because I haven't seen Unbreakable yet. Oh, you haven't seen them? Really? I was familiar with 19 years old. Well, I, I was familiar with Unbreakable, so when it happened at the end of that split movie, I, yeah. I was familiar with the characters. Okay. But okay. I had never, I didn't watch the movie, but I'm All I'm going to say is uh, M. Knight wants to be Stan Lee. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. So <laughs> it, it was, I, was, I was disappointed that he decided that he suddenly wants to be Stan Lee. Yeah. So... Uh, anyway, anyway, going back to the Triple H thing, let me ask you this about the whole content provider thing. Do you think, because we know now that WWE live events are practically break even, right? Yeah. They've reported it in their financials. Do you think that they look at live events as marketing for the TV? Do you think that's the reason why they continue to do four shows a week per brand? It's marketing for the TV. Yeah, I think so to kind of keep those people interested in interested in any particular market in what they're going to do. How ironic is it, Sean, that 30 years ago, TV was marketing for the live events? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And now the yeah. live events, in theory, because we know they're break-even, they're not making money on live events, they're essentially marketing for TV. We hear people on these podcasts, these retrospect podcasts, saying, oh, we didn't have a definitive finish for WrestleMania because we had live event business to build to. And I'm thinking, whoa, wow, how times have changed. It's, yeah. It's true. It's very different. Okay, I'm going to rant for a minute. Okay. So uh, last week I did a little bit of a rant about Ronda Rousey, and Sean was joking afterwards about, boy, you did all the talking this week, but that's okay because I do like 83 podcasts a week. Yeah, I do. So, but, uh, so I ranted about Ronda Rousey. I want to rant because I saw something on Raw that really was a head-scratcher for me, Sean, and maybe only for me, but it was a head-scratcher for me, and that was when Elias put over Baron Corbin again. 
That yeah. for, for me that was a, so I got to talk about it. So Vince McMahon and WWE have long proclaimed that they listen to the audience, right? They've long proclaimed that, and they give the audience what they want, even though it's long been known historically that this man gives the audience what he wants and doesn't really listen to the audience. Not unless he's shoehorned in, like the Becky Lynch thing. He pivoted on Becky Lynch because he was four. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. First two, because the crowd essentially hijacked the show yeah. and made him do it, right? But otherwise, he kind of does what he wants. If you look at last year, three of the most popular, hottest performers in WWE last year, and there were several of them, but three of the biggest ones, Braun Strowman, Elias, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Would you agree? Yeah. And now here we are, January of 2019. All three of those guys, their stock has fallen. All three of them. Their, their, their momentum has been stifled. Their legs have been cut out from underneath them. And it's not for anything that they have done. It's because they're being booked like shit. Yes. And when I saw Elias lose to Baron Corbin, I thought to myself, you know that in Vincent Mann's mind, Sean, Vincent Mann's mind, he sees Baron Corbin walk out and he hears the crowd boo. And in Vincent Mann's mind, oh, he's hot. He's hot. He's the heel. That's what he's thinking, right? Yeah. Is anybody paying money to see Baron Corbin shine? No. no. Nobody is paying money to see Baron Corbin. Nobody's buying a ticket to see Baron Corbin. Nobody's subscribing to WWE Network to see Baron Corbin. Nobody gives a fuck about Baron Corbin. The reason, the reason he gets a heel reaction is because he was associated with Stephanie McMahon and he was associated with the authority. And so the crowd is kind of pre-programmed to boo him. No one is going to pay money to see Baron Corbin. But then there's Elias, right, who, despite shitty creative, was arguably the hottest thing on Raw for months. And all they had to do was have JoJo out there saying, ladies and gentlemen, Elias, and the crowd went nuts. And even when he shit on them, they still rooted for him because they knew that he was cool and that they liked him, right? There is money in Elias. I think that it is arguable that people spend money on a ticket to go to the arena to see Elias, right? No one's spending money on a ticket to go see Baron Corbin. I'm with you. Me and Alex have suggested on Raw, his best use is probably in a tag team. Him being somebody's anvil. Yeah. 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 Him being somebody's anvil. He has some cool moves. Yeah, oh, he does. And I I will say this, because you know when they called him up and you and I, remember I used to really crap on Baron a lot Yeah. when they called him up and I said, I don't see money in him. That's what I always said. I don't see money in him. And so I will admit that he has kind of overachieved my expectations or he's exceeded my expectations. But, uh, I could not help. Wasn't that the second week in a row that Baron Corbin beat Elias? Yeah. Or the second week in the last few weeks? We had somebody in the chat say that Elias is missing a bit from JoJo. I've had everybody asking me what's going on with JoJo. Yes, that was going to be my next point. Okay, what happened so, with that? 
it's it's a very quiet matter. I'm not going to discuss it on air, but she's okay. So she's if okay. she's okay, is she still under contract? I'm not giving any information on that. So if if JoJo's not available, why don't they just have another female voice? It doesn't have to be the ring announcer. Why don't they just have another female voice say, "Ladies and gentlemen, Elias"? Because I agree, even though it's such even though it's such a subtle thing, it adds to his coolness that it's a woman that's introducing him. Yep, I agree. Right. And and these are the subtle things that the company just kind of misses. When the male ring announcer says it, even though he, he tries to say it in a nice little soft little voice, you're watching it like a fart in church kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway, I saw Elias lose to Baron Corbin again, and I thought they, they've almost killed Braun Strowman. Maybe they can resuscitate him. Maybe he'll have a good showing at the Rumble. They've almost killed Baron, uh, Braun Strowman. Shinsuke Nakamura... I'm glad Rusev is over because Rusev, the Rusev Day thing is great. Shinsuke Nakamura coming out of NXT was a main eventer. He was a main yeah, eventer was. coming out of NXT, and now he's a mid card guy that they showcase on TV like once a month. That's the habit that they have with a lot of these people. Is... What'd you do, Melissa? Good God, Melissa's taking Skype calls live on Here, the air, here's, Sean. Here's what you should do: don't sell it. Don't I sell I it. have to sell you it, Sean. Do that. All the time. I have to. I have what to. What the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> okay. That doesn't quite happen to that level. <laughs> that doesn't happen to that level. I have to sell it to get it resolved, Sean. Just That's why I have to sell it. Do a point, a wave, a sign, get an no. edge sketch and draw it up or something. No, man. no. I just say, what the fuck? And then Melissa's like, oh, sorry. I'll, I'll tell whoever just Skype called me. I up to be like, hang don't up. worry. Tell your boyfriend we're off the air at four o'clock. All right, like no Skype calls until we're off the air. The comments on our YouTube when her boyfriend was on the air. What was that? Our YouTube viewers are gonna want her boyfriend on the air. He got straight up sexually harassed. Oh yeah, they called him thick. What? He was. Somebody said Melissa's hot, but damn, her boyfriend is thick. With two C's. Let's just, how about we just move on? Let's just move on. Um, one other thing I want to talk about about Vince McMahon. And I don't want to rant about Vince McMahon all show. The guy's like 75 years old. He's out of touch. Doesn't have his finger on the pulse. He's living in the past. We know all of that already, okay? One other thing I want to talk about about Vince McMahon, I've talked about it before. So in the 90s, Sean, when the internet was just becoming a thing, right? WWE was able to essentially pull the wool over their fans' eyes and give them whatever narrative they wanted because it was a small pocket of smart fans that knew the truth, Mm -hmm. right? They could get away with it. In 2019, I'd say the vast majority of their fan base is on the internet and the vast majority of their fan base knows the truth. And so the company, in my opinion, and Vincent Mann, assuming that he's the, the, the guy pulling the strings, they look stupid when they try to give us this bullshit because we know the truth in 2019 with the internet, right? About a month ago, John Cena was doing uh, press for Bumblebee, right? So he was doing a bunch of media junkets. I think Chris Van Vliet talked to him, and he, like, Graham Norton, when uh, what's his name, wanted to fuck Cena, uh, McConaughey, and all these all these things that he did, right? Cena himself, Sean, in these interviews said, uh, "I've got a month off between uh, the end of December." And about the third week of January, and I could have taken that time to go home and relax, and I decided, no, I'm going to go back and, and make some dates for WWE, and then uh, third week of January, I got to go film a movie in Vancouver. Cena was very open about this. 
yeah. in all of these interviews. So what does WWE do? Because on Monday, Cena's not at Rock because he's in Vancouver filming a movie. Oh, he suffered an ankle injury. And I, I watched that thinking to myself, this is not 93 anymore. Everybody knows the truth because everybody's on the internet. They know that he didn't suffer right. an ankle injury. There were a lot of people asking me if that was real. And I was like, well, they're going to get a Drew match out of it eventually. Whether right. one off on Raw or something bigger. But Why can't they either just say, oh, he's off filming a movie or just don't mention him at all? Well, they had planned on Lars Sullivan being involved in that, and that happened. For the, for, the, for the injury angle? Yeah, and that unraveled pretty terrifically. Are they still looking to go in that direction for Mania, or is he still yeah, an hard, unknown? It's hard to say. It's hard to say? For several days, I don't think there was much contact between the two sides. Triple H today said that, quote, nothing has changed and that they are moving on doing what they're doing. So he was very, mm-hmm. very evasive about that. Okay, let's go to stupid people. This is a stupid song, it just goes on and on. You might find some meaning, but you would be wrong. Man, I got some good ones, Sean. It is amazing to me just how fucking dumb people are, because I got good ones every week. And when this is over, go to FightfulSelect.com. Stupid People Extend, we'll have three more for you. Assuming, assuming that you don't have to do it by yourself this time. How do you think I pulled that off? Magic. I was talking to Nigel. Like, it worked out all right. What's that? You doubled his pay. Yeah, I doubled his pay. You can just give him your pay, Sean. Ah. There you go. U.S. dollars, too, Melissa. U.S. dollars. Wow. Okay, this first one was reported by the Daily Mail on January 15th. You're going to like this one, Sean, if you didn't hear about it already. There's a man in Russia. His name is Shakur, okay? And he was allegedly stabbed 13 times by his girlfriend. Sean loves that. Yeah, it's a good start. <laughs> he was allegedly stabbed 13 times by his girlfriend. Uh, and and she, Yeah, and she now faces up to six years in prison for attempted murder, okay? The woman has admitted to the attack... But she says that she didn't try to kill him. She said that she was drunk at the time. And it just happened, right? So, during the court proceeding, where the woman faced the judge to be sentenced, uh, Shakur stood up and he spoke. Any idea what Shakur said? Uh... My dick fell off! (laughs) Doesn't that get old after a while, Melissa? No, never. (laughs) What What do you think he said? Uh, He asked her to marry him. In the courtroom? Yeah. No! Is there video? Yes, I believe there is. Yeah. Yeah. The judge was really taken aback by this, as you can imagine. So he actually had to postpone the proceedings and postpone a decision until a future hearing. He actually, like, stopped the proceedings... And he's going to... Uh, he just... stopped to officiate their wedding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do not let that yeah. woman cut the cake, whatever you do. Right, right. Isn't that amazing? Oh. Isn't that amazing? No thanks, man. Maybe it took 14 cuts for him to say, fuck this bitch, you know what I mean? But 13, he was still... <laughs> to my thick boyfriend, don't propose this way. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Man, now I feel like... Uh, for him to propose that way, you got to stab him 13 times, Melissa. Right? Oh, now she's considering it. My proposal was trash compared to that. Wow. Okay, let's hear it. What was your proposal? I'll tell you mine. What was your proposal? That's not a story to tell. No, this is my favorite stories. Go. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. 
Now, keep in right. mind that we're only on the air for 18 more minutes. But go uh, ahead. My wife and I like historic things about our hometown, Maysville. So there was a theater that is named after George Clooney's mom. They had a lot of stuff there in the early part of the century. I rented it out. I had, or actually, I produced a video of like me and Kara hanging out, all this stuff, and showed it there. I told her that we were watching something else, and then that aired, and she was very happy. That's good, man. What's wrong with that? Awesome. I, I didn't stab anyone. That's okay. All right, all right. It's I'll tell you. I'll tell you my story real quick because didn't make the news. That's very true. That's true. I don't know if she accepted the proposal because the the story didn't say that. Just that he proposed. <laughs> I like that there's doubt. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of instability in this relationship. There might be. More of a you problem, though. There might be. I'm going to tell you my proposal story only because you're going to love my mother-in-law, uh, her participation or, or whatever. <laughs> so we were going to on a cruise in Florida with my parents, and my parents and my in-laws had never met. Mm-hmm. And they live in Florida, so they, we were all going to meet for lunch before we got on the ship. Yeah, I'm, I went to my in-laws first. I'm in the car with them, riding to where the cruise ship's going to go, where my parents are going to meet us. I'm sitting in the car with the ring in my pocket, and I'm saying to my mother-in-law, "We got to pick a really nice restaurant because I want to have a nice lunch with uh, all of us before we get on the cruise." Yeah, she doesn't know what I'm planning. She's looking on the GPS, going, "Okay, there's a TGI Fridays around the corner." <laughs> I'm like, "Let's let's keep looking. Let's keep looking." Okay, well, two blocks away, there's a there's a Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> And she kept on pointing out all these like fast food joints because she didn't know what my plan was. So, but we ended up finding a nice place on the water. I dropped to a knee in front of the whole restaurant. Oh, yeah. nice! Yeah, it worked my out okay. Knew of my plan and took my feet, soon to be fiance, out to get a manicure and pedicure and all that oh, stuff. Oh, that's key. Good well, job. Well, here's the thing: while she was getting the manicure and pedicure, the person giving it to her goes, "Oh." He's doing, I bet he's proposing. I bet he's proposing. <laughs> when I went to the restroom, my mom was like, bitch, shut your mouth. Because <laughs> she knew and was doing all this stuff to prepare her. Awesome, awesome. Like, Somehow I have to segue back to stupid news. Hey. But we're going to do it. So are you familiar with Petersburg, Kentucky? I'm familiar with virtually every town that's listed. It's Kentucky. So you know Petersburg? I mean, I know of it. Okay. So this is a story about Petersburg. So this was reported by Fox 8 Cleveland on January 16. You're going to like this one, too. This is a good one. So uh, a guy in Petersburg, Kentucky, his name's Corey Lutz. His fiance's name is Lucy. I guess it's ironic that the next story includes a fiance. So his fiance's name is Lucy, and she currently lives in Mississippi. So Lucy was visiting Corey in Petersburg, Kentucky, and when she was visiting, there was a big snowstorm. Right. So they decided, I guess Mississippi, you know, she doesn't get a lot of snow, whatever. So they decided to build a big ass snowman and kind of enjoy the weather. Right. So they built a big snowman and took pictures, put it on social media, put up the picture of the snowman. There's the snowman, Sean. Look at that. All right. So a couple of nights later, Corey came home to find that some jackass had tried to knock the snowman over. No, Corey came home to find that some jackass had tried to knock the snowman over by driving driving uh, over it with his car. Uh, Somebody had taken their car and driven. Well, the problem was the driver didn't realize that there was a problem. And do you have any idea what the problem was? They probably put cinder blocks in it and stuff. They built it around a tree stump. Put up that picture, Melissa. And there you go. You see the tire tracks and then boom, right into the tree stump. The snowman remained standing, Sean. Look at that. Did they catch who did it? No, they did not catch who did it. Well, you know what they say about that. Yeah, uh, the, guy who's, who's, the guy whose front end is destroyed. 
that's basically all they got to look for. Uh, Jimmy, you know what they say, wrestling is an upper body business, so... There you go. There you go. All right, this last one. This is for the SRS file. Uh, reported by WBRZ out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana on January 23rd. This is also, I think you're going to find this funny, because Sean, even though, yeah, maybe not. He's an animal guy, but we'll see. So back in oh, 2016, boy. back in 2016, Sean, uh, a man who was 18 at the time named Maxwell Taffin had an arrest warrant issued for cruelty to animals and for improper telephone communications. Okay? Yeah, so, phone text with a goat. Uh, well, I'm going <laughs> to tell you the story. Let me finish. So it was 2016. Guy was 18 at the time. An arrest was issued. An arrest warrant was issued. Crudely to animals. Improper telephone communications. He was asked to appear for a criminal summons, and he failed to do so. And two years later, he got arrested. So that original summons from two years ago, obviously this was not a high-profile case for the cops. Yeah. So it took two years, but they finally arrested him for uh, for uh, cruelty to animals and improper telephone communications. You already kind of guessed. What do you think he did in 2016 that ended up with those charges? Oh, he totally banged an animal. So what happened was back in 2016, he was visiting a woman's dorm at LSU, Louisiana State University. Okay. Right? Uh, him and some other friends. When he left the dorm, he passed the girl and he remarked to her, check your fish tank. Okay. Girl goes to her fish tank, and her pet fish is gone. Okay? Uh, that night, he texted her a picture of his shit in a toilet, along with the caption, found your fish. What kind of... Okay, that is really psychopathic. That's what he did. I cannot believe this wasn't made more of a priority just based on that interaction. Yeah, that's what he did. So it took two years, but he got arrested. Cruelty to animals. And I love how sending a picture of shit in a toilet was called improper telephone communications. Yeah. <laughs> had some improper telephone communications in the past then. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta... You, you, you're just proud of your own creation, you know? So moving on, the Royal Rumble is on Sunday. It is. Historically, one of my favorite shows of the year. Matter of fact, I think for me, it's, it's almost on par with WrestleMania. I always enjoy the Rumble, okay. and I always look forward to the Rumble. Let's go over the card real quick. So, uh, Brock, Finn. Does Finn have any chance, Sean? I do think he has a chance. Do I think he'll win? No, but I do think he has a chance. Okay. Uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Is AJ still without a contract? I don't know. I've been trying to find out. They're being very tight-lipped about that. Uh, okay. AJ did a, an appearance this week. Wasn't asked about it, but... Okay, so Brian is probably winning. Probably, yeah, I would say so. So, you know, we've talked about this before. Sometimes predictability is not a bad thing. WWE, sometimes they're hell-bent on surprising the Internet. And when they see people predicting what they had planned, sometimes they like to pivot because they want to surprise everybody. Predictability is not always a bad thing. And the reason I'm bringing this up is Becky Lynch, Oscar for the SmackDown Women's title, Becky has to not win the title. Yeah, she has she to not get, win the title. Not only that, she has to get screwed out of it somehow. Yeah, she has to get screwed out of it somehow. It would be ideal if Ronda does something because there's still that history there. Yeah. Uh, maybe Becky runs into Ronda backstage and Ronda uh, hits her something. They've yeah. got to do something. She's got to be screwed out of the title. Uh, and then uh, the Raw women's title, Ronda Rousey, Sasha Banks. No chance Ronda's losing to Sasha no, Banks. No, no. It's going to be a good match, though. Can't wait it will be a good match. match. And I know Ronda's stoked about it and everything, but no no chance she's losing that match. 
Then uh, Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura. Who cares? Yeah, they haven't promoted it well at all. I, at all. I can't believe this match exists. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I forgot about it until I looked at our event page on Fightful.com. I didn't even know. Yep, and uh, SmackDown tag titles, The Bar, Miz, Shane McMahon. I'm assuming that this is setting up Miz and Shane at Mania, I figure. I don't know what it's setting up. I'm interested. I figured that's what it was. Now let's talk about the men's Royal Rumble match. And again, going back to predictability isn't always a bad thing. I assume Rollins is winning to set up Rollins and Brock. That's that's who I'm picking. I'm picking Rollins, but WWE has been known in the past to switch things up. And let, let's be real. they are a, The Royal Rumble has this sense of optimism where if they need to change a course, that's all you got to do. Have somebody mm-hmm. win the Rumble. But WWE has been known to just not go that route and switch it up a little bit. Uh, everybody thought that John's well, a lot of people thought that John Cena was going to win the Royal Rumble in 05, and you had two really good options in him and Batista. Mm-hmm. I think you have a few good options, but when you look at the, the history of Royal Rumble since the brand split, it is Raw's turn because SmackDown won both last year. They mm-hmm. weren't here before that. Probably winning the Women's Rumble, so I'm with you. I, I think Rollins. Who's hot enough on the SmackDown brand to win and challenge Daniel Bryan and make it uh, an interesting marquee match. Like, who's hot enough on SmackDown to take that spot? I don't. I don't know. That's I the don't problem. Know who is? And well, if you look at things, I I would not be opposed to a Rey Mysterio Daniel Bryan match at WrestleMania, especially because it's not going to main event. But if you open the show with that, or you have it low on the card, that would be interesting. That but could be all right. Is Rey going to right. rumble? Doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be. Like you said, it wouldn't really be a marquee match. It'd be a good match. Yeah. Well, but. I mean, for people who watched WCW back in the day, yeah. if you're having people over to watch WrestleMania and you say, Rey Mysterio is in a title match at WrestleMania, that might grab a few uh, right. eyeballs. Okay, and then the women's match. And again, WWE, do not be afraid to be predictable. Don't yeah. be afraid to be predictable. Becky Lynch has to win uh, the women's she, rumble. If she doesn't, it's Charlotte. Maybe, if she, maybe a... If she there. doesn't, it's Charlotte, but I don't want it to be a, a triple threat. It's got to be Becky Ronda. It's got to be. I think the match would be good with Charlotte, too. Oh, I think oh it would. Be- no, don't get me wrong. It would, but if, if they're going to main event, they need that one-on-one matchup. I think it should be, event. too. Yeah. I, I think they shouldn't rely on multi, like, this person, that person, this person, that person. Yeah. I think that Becky needs to win the match. Yeah. And go on to headline. You don't have to include everybody. You've got a battle royal. You've got other programs. And quite honestly, do you remember the year that uh, that Ray was thirty and everybody wanted to be Brian? Yeah. And then poor Ray got shit on, not because they didn't like Ray, but because they wanted Brian. Yeah. If they put Becky in the match and she gets eliminated, the crowd's gonna shit on whoever wins. Oh yeah. Uh-oh. So stay the course. And what's wrong with running Charlotte and Asuka back from last year's WrestleMania? It's a good matchup, too, yeah. And it's, you got a story behind it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be completely fine with that. Uh, I hear that people were upset because WWE released the names of some of the women's participants, and that pissed people okay. off. They were upset because WWE announced that they were going to announce some of the names. Mm-hmm. Like Friday, I think it was, they said, every 30 minutes tomorrow we're going to announce a new Royal Rumble entrance. And people were pissed. Why? Like, they didn't say they were going to announce all of them. I think right. that's what they, that's they, what they thought? expected. And there was a surprise aspect to it. Now, hey, one of my favorite things to do on Twitter is overreact to everything that happens on NBA Draft Night. I love it. I A couple of years ago... I eviscerated my Chicago Bulls for trading Jimmy Butler. That was a great idea. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with overreacting a little bit and then looking like a total dumbass afterwards. 
I'm glad that you accept your uh, your position. <laughs> I do. Okay. Uh, Aiden English. So even though I think that the Rusev thing was a missed opportunity, it was a missed opportunity. They should have kept them together. People loved it when he sung the, the bar there and then Rusev came out. It was a good act. They shouldn't have split them up. But uh, commentary now with 205 Live. Have you heard anything about this? Is this is he done in the ring? Is this a, a new full-time gig for him? I don't think he's done in the ring. He's still going to work live events right now. They just don't have anything for him, and he wanted to do this, and he's doing it. And How was he? I haven't seen it. How was he? He was okay. I haven't listened to it myself. I catch okay. up on that uh, Wednesday nights, actually. Okay. Uh, I want to give kudos to uh, Major League Wrestling, MLW. They got a sponsor in GoDaddy, which is pretty good for them. Yeah. I think that uh, Court Bauer is the underdog in this whole Talent Wars thing. But uh, he's making a go of it. You know, good he for is. Him. He's making a go daddy of it. <laughs> Fuck, it's almost like I just volley just. Oh, my God. I am so funny. <laughs> uh, what have you heard about the Tonga Loa XFL thing? <laughs> Nothing. He ain't going to be in the XFL. I know he's not going to be in the XFL, but is it true that they, they pitched him? I, I don't know. I haven't asked about that. That is so far out of left field. So I got to tell you, ask, but I got to tell you the conspiracy theorist in me, I guess, when it comes to business, when I saw Tonga Loa's uh, tweet where he had the picture of the XFL uh, uh, envelope or whatever that was, yeah. I thought to myself, do you think that the XFL or WWE, I should say, is going to use the XFL to establish relations to guys under wrestling contract? It's- do you think they would do it? Because let me tell you, Sean, you and I in the past have talked about the corporate world and all that kind of stuff. This is the kind of dirty shit that happens every day. Do you think WWE is going to use the XFL almost like how they use the World Bodybuilding Federation to keep Lex Luger uh, busy for a year before they brought him into wrestling because of his WCW contract? No, I don't think they will. And, and Tonga Lowe is <coughs> 37 by the time they start, and he hasn't played football in over a decade. So why would they even make the offer unless he's just full of shit? I think he's full of shit. But that's just full of shit? That's just me guessing. I don't know. Maybe they did. Okay. Um, speaking of the XFL, because we got to talk about it because it's going to be Vincent Mann's time suck, and you know it might impact the quality of wrestling of WWE even more. Sports Business Journal reports that the XFL is negotiating with ESPN and Fox for broadcast rights, uh, and that they uh, could announce a deal as early as next week. Fox makes sense, given the WWE connection. Have you heard anything about that? Because for me, the big question is going to be not where they land. For me, the question is going to be how much. So have you heard anything about it? No, I haven't. But uh, WWE and what they produce and the people that they have producing things, it's going to be hot content for a while. It's just Well, the XFL is going to be strictly a, rights, a television rights yeah. uh, business. Oh, for sure. They're not going to make anything on tickets. They're not going to make anything on merch. It's going to be no, a TV they're... rights business. My God, the uh, the tickets. That's gonna be bad. It's yeah. Be bad. Oh yeah. Imagine any full arenas. They're gonna have to do their best to, to try to fill the camera side to make it look decent when the guys are. Are they gonna have to like darken it up, do something? Because you're right, it's gonna look like shit. They're gonna have to darken the crowd and lighten the field. Oh, that's gonna be weird. Yeah, but but it might be different. Difference, not not wrong. Shift the paradigm a little bit, but. I just don't know why people would want to see second-rate football. Third-rate. Third-rate, yeah. Yeah, they're not. Maybe worse. They're not going to want to watch it. 
It's no, no. it's not like pro wrestling where you can legitimately have some of the best wrestlers in the world in different companies, performers. Yes. Now, NCAA basketball, that's a thing. You know you're going to see these people somewhere, but the XFL are professional people who are trying to stay professionals. It's just... Yeah, it's true. They're like that. working at Denny's, and now they're going to try uh, being a football player. There's nothing wrong with working at Denny's. No, there's nothing wrong. Like, Melissa's smirking. There's nothing wrong with working at Denny's, but I'm just saying... I wish I had a Denny's here. These guys that they're recruiting are not full-time football players right now. They're not. None of them are, I don't think. Are they? No, not not right now. Well, maybe some in the CFL. I don't know how much they get paid there. I think uh, the I think the the star athlete of a team makes good money, and I think everybody else is like forty grand a year Canadian. Maybe it's in U.S. dollars. Forty grand a year, I think. Hmm. Yeah, average. I, I average. Asking if Gronk would go to the XFL? Yeah, right. Never gonna happen. No way. No. They can't pay him that much. Yeah. He's no freaking way. Nope. Hey guys, by the way, tonight Mr. Warren Hayes will be bringing you a free preview of the Fightful Select service, NXT two hundred five live, NXT UK review. I got a question for you. Why do you always call him Mr. Warren Hayes? Is that like part of his gimmick name, Mr. Warren Hayes? Yes, it is. And goddamn, do I wish that I had had a gimmick name when I started because... No, but the Mr., like Mr. Warren Hayes. So is it kind of like Mr. Fuji where like you throw the Mr. as part of the... Why not? Okay. Mr. Warren Hayes? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you could be you could be like Sir Sean Rossap. I wish I was not Sean Rossap. I wish I would have came up with something else because I got people who I, I given up on like making my Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram private because it's my name. Yeah, it's what it is, and I just wish I would have. Okay, if you had picked an alias, any idea what that alias would have been? Like, you oh, know, Moon God. Goose McQueen. It would have been a lot better than that, I, I guarantee you. Better than Moon Goose McQueen? I had people coming to my Instagram saying, oh, you don't post wrestling stuff. And I'm like, no, I got Fightful for that. We got a Fightful. No, for that's me. where you post pictures of microwave lasagna. They go on and your Instagram yeah, account. My cats and stuff. And yeah. a guy from the Fire documentary talking about how he almost had to blow a customs agent to get Avion water through. Customs. I want to see that. I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. I want to see well, that. Have, have you seen American not. Meme yet? No, I haven't. I'm going to okay, check Okay, yeah, check that out. Check that out. That's all I got for you, man. It's uh, 4 o'clock anyway, so. You all can follow up on Fightful Select. We have Stupid People Extended. Also, this week I have two shows coming myself. The Fightful Report, that's exclusives, injury updates, contract updates, and our Q&A show. So even if you're not subscribed, I'm giving you all the ability this week. Log into Patreon. Ask me a question. I'll be answering those this week. But tonight, Warren Hayes bringing you that NXT 205 Live NXT UK review. We have the division, our women's wrestling podcast this weekend. Going to cut you off for a second. So in the live chat, uh, I'm sorry, Baba Ruski, he says, "When's Jimmy singing the theme song?" So it's going to be soon. Nigel has to actually create the music uh, because he wasn't able to take it out of like the Stephen McMahon uh, entrance no video. What's that? No instrumental versions out there. I looked. Yeah, I know. He could, we we looked. We couldn't find it. So he has to remake the music. Uh, and it's time consuming because he's got a regular job. So once that's done, it'll get done. If I were to estimate, I'd say within the next two episodes, we'll have it done. Somebody in the chat says Fightful will have a busy day Saturday. NXT Phoenix, yeah, NXT Phoenix, uh, PBC on Fox 2, Bellator 214. James Lynch is at Bellator right now. He's got some Fightful gaming stuff coming up. He's playing Mortal Kombat with uh, some of the people on the Bellator show. We're going to bring you that. Subscribe to youtube.com slash fightful MMA boxing. <clears throat> Good stuff over there. We have that Triple H media uh, audio up as well. But Jimmy, anything else? 
No, good luck to Jake Hager, man. Hope he does well. Yep. We're out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.